the ultimate goal of building a habit is to not only make it a routine, but be like part of your identity, right? Mm -hmm. So if you identify someone who's fit, then you're gonna go to the gym. If you identify someone who creates, then you're gonna create any chance you get, right? So then there's this kind of threshold where you are trying to build these habits, trying to build these routines, but until they get internalized as part of who you are, you're never gonna be able to be consistent with it. What is up? Welcome back to the No Names Podcast. This is the fourth episode, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about New Year's resolutions, goal setting for the year, how we stay motivated, and a few other topics. Yep. So I don't know about you, but for me, the New Year's, for all my resolutions didn't start till Monday, even though yeah. it was the fourth. <laughs> I was like, the first three days don't count. I'm just going to do what I was going to do anyways and then start on the fourth. I just like starting on a Monday. Yeah, weird it, to start. it really, I don't know. I felt the same way. Usually like I, I don't like to, you know, delay things until Monday, but yeah. <laughs> this year. <laughs> For me, it's just like I can't start, even if it's like a new workout routine, like something like that. It's like I got to do it on a Monday. It just feels yeah. right. But uh, let's jump into a few of our New Year's resolutions. I think we both kind of talked about this. We have different categories for where our goals and stuff fall into, I think. For me, mine falls into personal and then business and then uh, like side projects. Like those are like kind of my three categories for things I want to do. Yeah, I, I think mine mine are probably about the same. Um, like professionally is, is going to be in my business. And then mm-hmm. uh, personally, I have some like metric driven ones, some mm-hmm. more numbers. Um, and then I have some lifestyle ones. So those are kind of just my three categories. But um, like for you, like is professionally like, more just goals you want to achieve in work or is it like how's that going yeah so i'm i think around eight months into my new job now so right around that point where i'm finally able to know what's going on basically because i started work from home so i never got like in office training or anything like i, I feel like it's so brutal yeah i've only met like three of my coworkers like I, when i interviewed them and then one that lived close to me but besides that like i've met everyone virtually so the whole process has been like super super unique i don't think any other time people have really trained like this unless it's like you're working in a different state right it's like yeah. that doesn't really happen but and usually that's even that could even be like an internship exactly like so starting work from home has been interesting but for me a lot of those goals fall into getting better routines down just because like when you work from home it's really easy to you're surrounded by things that can distract you right like i got my computer right next to me i got my bed right behind me i got a tv like in the same room as me so it's like those distractions aren't there in the office and i think the biggest part about working at home versus in office is that like if i have like a small question like hey how do i do this where do i pull this info from it's like now i gotta like schedule a meeting with somebody or ping them on skype dude it's brutal i hate it that, (laughs) that was the worst thing was i used to like be able to go into my boss's office and be like hey i need this approved like Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on like should we change something and it was done in five minutes yeah now it it's either an email or you have to set up a call exactly or you have to set up a meet like all this stuff and, and that's nothing against like coworkers. that's just the nature of how things are oh now, yeah you know it's just what it is exactly so uh besides professional those goals are a little more boring i guess but personal i think both of us are into like the whole fitness world so for me i've done a terrible job of keeping track of calories and macros so I think for me, one of my goals this year is to finally get back on tracking it with like that my fitness pal app and everything. Like, I logged into it I think Monday because the first three days didn't count. I didn't track anything, but on Monday it was the last time I logged in was like six, seven months ago, and I was oh, like, yeah. that's not a good look. If I looked at mine, like I even deleted the app, but if I looked at mine, I would probably just see like one or two days tracked. Yeah. Like every six months. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, but, it no, it it definitely is tough because 
if you've tracked your macros for a while and you know a lot of people in the fitness industry have done this or even like just people in college i know who mm-hmm. are more into it then you you have an idea of what you should eat and that idea gets getting more and more diluted yeah it's not even close further away and yeah. then you're like okay like if i actually tried to do this and just tracked it without thinking you're still going to end up at maybe 80% and you're full by the end yeah. of the day. Because like for me, I'm trying to gain, right? Mm-hmm. So then I always think I'm eating enough. And I remember like, I think my calorie goal is around like 3,000, 3,000 something right now. And I was like, oh, I'm hitting this no problem, but I'm not like putting up any weight on the scale. And then one day I, I was like, I'm just going to track it. Like this day I hit it for sure. And I was like a thousand calories short. And I was Dude, like, it's sucks. brutal. <laughs> it is so hard, especially when you eat clean. Like if you're trying to bulk, oh my like God. you like that was what I always had like friends who were, you know, the string beans, they have to eat like 4,000 calories yeah. essentially. But it's, um, for me, it was just always, that was always the hardest part was eating. Like I love working out. I can do that regularly. But once it came to eating, that was always my biggest downfall. Like I was not able to keep up with that. So I think for me, at least having tools like that is definitely one of the ways that I'm able to keep myself like on track because there's literally no way that I could keep myself on track without having some sort of external tool, whether that's, I know I've, I've done it in a journal before. It was a little bit harder, but the app's super like intuitive and easy to use. But besides that, like, how do you kind of keep yourself in check with all your New Year's resolutions and habits and goals? Uh, for me personally, it's it's a lot of writing down. Yeah. Um, like I have a journal that I write a lot of ideas, anything in. And when I write in that, like it's a very permanent place because mm-hmm. I don't like to waste pages in my journals. Um, everything really has a purpose in there. And I also write little ones like down, whether if it's a scratch pad or on my whiteboard, like I see it every day. So I think that kind of keeps me in check. It kind of keeps me, um, or gives me something to like remind myself. Yeah, because I've uh, tried using like apps and stuff, but I, I always go back to just a pen and paper. Like yeah. it's, it's- Seeing it every day, there's something about it that it mm-hmm. just, it, it starts to grow in your mind yeah. and you don't even, think about it but you know it's there yeah i think one of my resolutions this year was to i know you've been reading a lot more my goal is to try to read at least one book a month yeah and it's really it sounds like a lot to some people to some people it sounds like nothing but it's really not that bad i think the first book that i'm going through now i've gone through some of it so i'm just finishing it for this month it's called atomic habits and it's like a really good book to start the new year with because it goes about how to set proper habits and how to follow through on them it's by i think it's by james clear and it has a lot of good like foundation building topics to in order to help you not only set the right goals but also to follow through on them right so one of the first interesting like tidbits i took from it was this idea of making progress and i know a lot of progress comes in small like small amounts right so for example if it's like let's just go back to like an instagram page right you're trying to gain followers you're trying to post more be more consistent build a following etc but you don't notice the little little progress you make let's say like you have like a small increase every day right you do that for six months you won't really notice those small changes but when you do notice that you've made progress is when you hit a certain threshold right so mm-hmm. on instagram that could be you hit a thousand followers you hit five thousand right or like one of your photos gets featured or one of your photos finally gets used for something right that's like a, a threshold where you're like okay i actually made progress now but you don't notice all the little things that go into making that progress right so that's the reason they say that is because they it's just a way to keep you motivated just because you're not it doesn't seem like you made progress doesn't mean you haven't it's yeah. like you need sometimes something like that needs to happen like a breakthrough moment that's what they call it or something like that where you actually are able to 
finally see that you've been making progress this entire time. I, I think, too, um, since we were talking about fitness, I, I think that's the purpose of pro- progress pictures, like before and afters. Mm-hmm. Whenever I did that, I never really – when you're in the weeds, you never see it. And exactly. that's kind of what you're, you're alluding to here is when you see it every day, you don't think about it. And then one day – you either like step on the scale and you hit, you know, a new weight or you, you look find in the, the bench mirror. plates. You, yeah. For something like something like that, you just like look in the mirror sometimes and you're just like, holy shit, like this is completely different. And then you look at the picture that you mm-hmm. took, you know, a month, two months, three months ago. And you're like, oh, my God, this is vastly different than who I was at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I, I love that um, that growth where, you know. You make small increments, you continue to do it, and, and staying diligent on it, um, it really just pays off in the long term. And I think, like, one way or another, we always sneak that into in it, into all the episodes, yeah. but it's uh, usually said in a different way each yeah. time. And you alluded to this a little bit, where there's different types of goals, and a lot of goals, if not all of them, can be tracked by some sort of metric, right? And I think it's really important to have some sort of tool to keep track of those metrics because it's so much easier to see progress if there's in numbers, right? Yeah. Versus like anything else. I think when we're talking about like social media and fitness and stuff like that, it's really easy to have a metric, like whether it's how much weight are you moving, how much weight have you put on or lost, how many followers, how many likes, etc. right? But finding a tool that works for you, I think is one of the most important, important steps in order to make progress because sometimes seeing even slight progress is enough to keep you going and sometimes Mm -hmm. seeing that you've like regressed or not made progress or made backwards progress is enough to keep you going as well right but trying to keep it all in your head and just hoping that you're making progress it's like that's not a smart way to do anything right so i know you you were talking about your 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 journal i do the same thing where i have like a bullet journal that i track everything in and having that every day i I hate journaling like i literally it's one of my least favorite things in the world but until (laughs) i see i don't write like like person like i just it's really more yeah. ideas and drawings mm-hmm. than anything, but mm-hmm. that's just kind of like how I randomly jot stuff yeah. down. But I, I, I need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like as someone who has struggled with goal setting and hitting goals and stuff like that for a very long time, having something like that, whether whether some people are really good with using it on their phones, some people need a pen and paper, like whatever your tool is, it's so crucial to having success because if you're not able to track your progress, then you don't know if you're making progress. Exactly. Right? So No, it, it just kind of like, Again, not having it top of mind and then it eventually just like falls away. Exactly. Don't think about it. And if you're not tracking it or you're not like being consistent, being hard on yourself at at certain times, then it's going to be hard to do. Yeah. It's a way to keep keep yourself um, accountable, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So some of mine, um, what I was saying earlier, some of my New Year's resolutions are really focused. Like I have business ones, so it's like hitting certain thresholds in terms of like revenue, um, working with certain clients, like officially getting in. Well, I, I don't want to say officially, but breaking into certain niches that I want to be in um, and, and working with certain types of clients that are really kind of, it's really going to be my focus in 2021. Um, almost said 2020. It's still, <laughs> Yeah, it does not feel it, like and it. And as much as I want that year out of my head, like it's, um, but the other stuff is like personal, so like my personal brand on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, some of the stuff is like I want to put out a vlog every week or every other week. Um, really trying to stay with one week mm-hmm. um, just because if I miss one, then it's not going to be as bad as like, oh, I missed like three weeks and then yeah. it just continues to compound. Um, but 
it's metric driven on most of those types of platforms. Um, so vlogging, then you said it, reading books. I want to get like one to two books a month in. Um, and then us, like we wanted to get like one to two podcasts a month as well. Um, especially when we start bringing on guests, like we're just ready to go gung-ho with it. Yeah. Um, and then some of the personal stuff is mainly lifestyle driven. So getting back in the gym four to five times a week, um, making healthier choices in terms of food. Like I've kind of just so hard. the past like two years, ever since I moved up to Chicago, I've gotten less diligent about in the kitchen like cooking and prepping and everything like that and then um i really just wanted to be i we were i wanted to do dry january but of course (laughs) like monday was tough and then you have the weekend so it was starting on monday just trying to be more mindful nothing nothing counts till monday yeah no that's it diet starts on monday yeah that's what it always is but being more mindful of drinking um, I think that'll just like feeling better overall. Um, and then really just like you said it earlier, routines, routines mm-hmm. are huge. And I've found that you and I were talking about morning routines and like getting up, like I get up early and, um, that also means I go to bed earlier. So yeah. I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have a routine, like I wake up and drink lemon water, go to the gym, come back, make some coffee, eat, read a little bit. And then I start my day mm-hmm. and you know, instead of waking up at eight, might wake up two and a half hours before that. And by the time nine o'clock rolls around, it's either going to feel like, holy crap, it's already nine or how is it only nine? Yeah. So I think, I, I think that's a huge thing is yeah. I, I feel much more productive when I have a good morning routine. Yeah. I think working from home, I thought it'd be easier to get a routine down, but it's honestly the opposite. It's so much harder. I have a home gym I have set up. I have like everything at my disposal. But And I was like, this is going to be easy. I can roll out of bed whenever, get a workout in before I go to work. I think I worked out one time before work started. It, it <laughs> is actually just brutal to to think. Because well, like I was the same way. I'm sure everyone is. Like it's, it's so easy to think. It's like, oh, man, I can do, you know, all this stuff that I want. And then it's literally 10 feet away from you, 10 yeah. from, from your couch, it's from your bed, wherever your office is. You still don't do it. I remember like when I first got my home gym, like when I first would go to like a commercial gym, I was like, if only I had this at my house, I'd work out every day. And now I'm like, if only I could get out of my house and be out of this atmosphere <laughs> to go work out at a gym, like that would Situation be situation. <laughs> exactly. But to kind of go off of that, I did want to touch on this idea of motivation versus determination. And those two words kind of get interchanged a lot. And I was, I was reading the book. I uh, can't remember what it's called. It's by David Goggins. It's like his autobiography or whatever. And if you don't know who he is, he's like an ex-Navy SEAL, um, one of the first like black Navy SEALs ever. He went through training like multiple times just to go through it. His whole his whole like mantra is that like do what makes you uncomfortable. And that's like what he's built his entire life around. Just to give you like a little bit of a background, he was like scared of water, scared of swimming, hated it. So in order to overcome that, he made himself go through Navy SEAL like water training two times, just 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 because he hated it. You know, he was like like fuck you to my brain. I'm gonna make myself do this, <laughs> do that, right? And he touches on this idea of motivations versus determination. So hypothetically, let's say your goal is to run every single day for a whole year, just one mile, right? Every single morning or whenever during the day, and. Things that can motivate you could be having a friend that runs with you, like making a playlist you like, like quotes, whatever. Anything can motivate you to do that. It's all mostly external. But what he's saying is that the moment, let's say it's it's Monday morning, your friend bails on you, right? Your phone didn't charge overnight. You have no music to go run with and it's pouring rain out, right? It's like 
that motivation is going to get you anywhere now because all those external parts are gone. Now it comes down to whether or not you have a determination to go and still run and even like, hes- like not hesitate and go do it. So determination comes from, it's like an internal factor, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that I don't care what goes on. I don't care about anything that happens outside of my little bubble. Like I'm going to go get this goal done no matter what. So obviously much easier said than done. Like not yeah. everybody on the, earth, on, on the earth is like a guy like David Goggins where he can go do stuff like that. But just kind of that mindset where you're making the decision to get a goal done ahead of time, like regardless of external factors. And I think that is a very crucial factor in order to get goals accomplished and like getting habits set. Because if you know you're going to do something no matter what, then your routine's already set. You know what I mean? It doesn't depend yeah. on anything. And so uh, I guess I, I kind of like want to get your thoughts then too, because this is something I always think about and work. I worked at a gym for two and a half years during college and I didn't think it was a thing, but seeing the New Year's rush, yep. like you, like if you're not around a gym during New Year's, you really don't know. But we would literally sign up like 100 people in a day. And mm-hmm. that was 50%, 100% more than we would on a normal day. Um, and what do you think, like going off of kind of what you were saying, what do you think is one of the biggest reasons people lose motivation to go to the gym? Like granted, a lot of these people are still paying for a membership yeah, <laughs> and they'll pay for it through the end of the year and then come and close it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think like, like, do you think there's a certain thing that people, you know, is it just because it gets hard? What, like, what do you think it is? And like, what do you think would be a good, um, like good way for someone who may be listening to this to kind of break through that. Yeah. So I think the biggest issue is that people love the idea of being fit. People love the idea of having this routine down. Right. And, uh, what's that one like boxing quote? Like everybody has a plan to let the get punch in the face. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like you have this like dream or like, um, idea of yourself being fit and working out, having this perfect routine down, eating clean, whatever, until you actually have to do it. And some people don't realize how hard it is to begin with. Some people, aren't willing to like make sacrifices, right? They want to just bring in working out or fitness into their life without taking anything away. So kind of going back to what I was saying about like motivation is the beginning of the year is like full motivation because everybody's goal setting, everybody's doing things, right? Everybody is- It's an easy restart on the clock. Exactly. And people like to feed off and it's a really good thing. That's why so many people have New Year's resolutions. That's why we're talking about this right now. But the thing is that once that, like I said, external, those external factors disappear and you don't have any more external motivation now you're left with someone who needs to find it within themselves to go do it right mm-hmm. and then that's where the determination part comes in where a lot of people are lacking and i'm not saying this from like a high pedestal where i do I no do no and I, exactly. I think it, it comes through because one time or another you're gonna go through it everyone mm-hmm. does yeah so that's that's why i kind of wanted to get your two cents mm-hmm. and, and see like what what do you think then would be something to help someone break through that whether it's you know changing changing a mindset or changing their motivation or some form of accountability. Yeah. So kind of going back to that book I was talking about, Atomic Habits, they were talking about how, first of all, like the threshold, right? Like you need something that once you hit this point, you'll realize that you've made progress, right? Because it's easy to go to the gym for two weeks, right? You're not making progress. The first week sucks. The first week of going to a gym after a while is, is the worst thing in the world. Like you're sore every single day for no reason. Like, you know, people say, like, after you go for, like, two, three weeks, you stop getting sore. Like, it sounds like a myth, but it's actually true. Like, once you get in the habit, like, your body Body, knows it has to recover. Your body is always going to adapt. Yep. So, kind of getting through that. And the ultimate goal of building a habit 
is to not only make it a routine, but be like part of your identity, right? Mm-hmm. So if you identify someone who's fit, then you're gonna go to the gym. If you identify someone who creates, then you're gonna create any chance you get, right? So then there's this kind of threshold where you are trying to build these habits, trying to build these routines, but until they get internalized as part of who you are, you're never gonna be able to be consistent with it. right? Because now that I identify someone who is fit and healthy as much as I can be, like it feels weird to me and it feels like almost like I'm not being myself if I'm not going to the gym or eating right. You know what I mean? And that's something this book touches on a lot, which I think is one of the most important parts. It's that you have to keep at these routines until they internalize because that's the only way for a routine to become something that sticks versus something that you just do for a few weeks. Yeah. No, no, I think that that's really good. And it's a great segue for us to kind of talk about how, this relates almost to the creative world mm-hmm. um, because as I was I was thinking about the the topics we were going to cover what we were going to talk about what I wanted to talk about and I said motivation like staying motivation or motivated for creativity and everything like that and I think it was a wrong word I think a lot of creatives are still motivated but they're in a rut yeah so it's it's times where you know I'll let my or I'll I won't let myself. It's never fun being in a yeah. creative rut. There'll be times where it's, you know, I have this 24 hour, 24 to 48 hour rule and anything over that, I just tell myself like, you need to sit the fuck down and do it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. And sometimes the hardest part is getting started. Mm-hmm. It is, especially when you have a daunting project or a huge client, something that's where self-doubt we've already covered that comes in. But I think this rule where you don't allow yourself to go into that third day or, you, you know, if you do a 72-hour rule, you don't allow yourself to go into that next day without just sitting down and doing it. And starting to do something, you might do a version one and it might be horrible. You might hate it, but you're still doing it and mm-hmm. you wouldn't have done it prior, yep. like the day before or anything like that. And I think that's where trying to break out of creative ruts, I personally... Like I, I'll get ideas in the shower when I'm driving. The worst part is when I'm driving because I literally cannot write it down. (laughs) My cars, it's like connected to Bluetooth. So I have to disconnect it and everything like that to just to do a voice memo. But it's really when I'm doing something else that, you know, my subconscious is, is running and I might, it tends to happen a lot before I go to bed too. Yeah. But I, I think like breaking out those creative rods, you have to like get out of your, current environment just a little bit even if it's just going down the street like walking around breaking a normal habitual thing that you might do up or putting doing it at a different time when your body's not used to it it's Mm going to really kind of wake you up i think that's that's really some of the ways that i kind of stay motivated in earth in and through a creative rut yeah i don't know like or do you have something that you know is a go-to when you're kind of stuck on a project or I, 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 this is where creativity is cool is because everyone's different. Mm -hmm. For me, I love looking at other people's work, right? So if I'm making like a video and I can't come up with an idea, if I'm making like a vlog and I don't know how to do like a certain, like this is one part I can't figure out. I don't know how to do this one transition, this one edit, whatever. Like I'll keep myself in that same space, have everything open still like on my computer. I'm not going to like leave that environment, but I'll pull up other people's work and I'll just start watching and not as someone who's trying to copy it as just someone who's admiring it and just as mm-hmm. someone who's enjoying More of like an inspiration exactly so i'm just i'm just watching just to enjoy it myself right and then 
if I'm keeping myself in that creative space, like something eventually comes up. But like you said, you can't really come up with an idea if you're not working on it. It's like it happens sometimes, right? But that's mm-hmm. like serendipity, like luck, like that you can't plan on that, right? That's yeah. something that only no, happens. No, that's the big the biggest thing is you cannot bank on just like it's gonna happen. Sometimes yeah. those ideas that will land you a client or mm-hmm. will take a project to a whole nother level, those are few and far between yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. And then most of it comes from just like you said, just getting started, right? So like if if let's say I have, I have this a vlog that I want to put together, right? Mm-hmm. I when I'm recording the vlog, I know I want to do some parts, right? Like I pre-record or like I record things knowing how I'm going to edit and post. So what I'll do is I'll do everything that I know how I'm going to do beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. So like I already know I want this transition, so I'm going to start doing that, right? And then once I put one piece of the puzzle together, something else will fall in place. And before you know it, you start to see the final picture and it's easier to put each piece down, right? So it's, it's very rare where you work on a project and you don't know how, to, how you want to do any of it, right? Because... The, the goal is you get to a point where as you're recording or as you're doing things like you have an idea of the end product right and that's kind of the place you want to be at and uh, like honestly like i wasn't there at the beginning no one's there at the beginning right because you don't know the extent of your skill set you don't know like what you yeah. can put together that, but i i definitely can attest to that yeah. in terms of like a level of creation like when i started doing like quote-unquote travel videos mm-hmm. i would literally just take my gopro <laughs> with us on uh on vacations and everything mm-hmm. and i would just shoot anything and everything mm-hmm. i would just max my gopro sd card out and then figure it out yeah and now working with clients who have a vision in mind like make sure i get a storyboard together make sure i get a timeline together Mm -hmm. prior to filming on set or wherever it may be and even for like i want to put out a vlog for 2020 i want to vlog more so i have to think about now all right how do i use old footage and combine it with new footage, how do I record new footage in a way that I want to explain whatever the purpose of that blog is? Mm-hmm. So basically what we're saying is like, if you have a project, right, that you're working on, the best way to get it done is just start with what you know. You know, like get, get the pieces done that you know and go from there because eventually it'll fall together. But let's talk about, let's say you're not working on a project, you're just trying to be creative for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in a creative rut. So as someone who's like, I guess, more freelancing, someone who's just shooting for themselves, not necessarily clients, what kind of more advice? More of the hobbyist. Exactly. Basically. Like what kind of advice would you give to someone like that, that just isn't creating the content they want or isn't finding the motivation to just go out and shoot, like we always say? I It's tough. Um, I've been in that situation so many times mm-hmm. and prior to, and now I actually feel like I create for myself a little bit less yeah. at times just because I'm so swamped with client stuff. But... I think networking helped me a lot um, because when I first got into it and I saw kids, like I would be in a creative rut and I saw kids who were creating all the time and I'm just like, damn, like I'm missing out. Like I'm, I'm not doing this. I should be doing this. And I would get pissed at myself Mm -hmm. for no reason. And I knew that it's what I should be doing, but I didn't learn from it. And I think the the biggest thing, once I figured out that just connecting and saying like, hey, um, well, before COVID, it was yeah. easy. You could just like go over and just chat or you mm-hmm. could be like, hey, let's go shoot. And that would get out. And I think like having the other person there makes it makes you a little more accountable. Um, whereas just if it's just you, it's so easy to bail on yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's we've already covered that in this even this this vlog. Yeah. Or <laughs> this podcast. Yeah, this podcast. But it's. <laughs> It's easy to get motivated when you have a big 
something big in mind, right? Like, we're going to the city to go shoot. We're mm-hmm. going to go, tr- like, it's road It's easy when you plan something. Exactly. But the whole day-to-day thing, it's like, it, the more you, and this this is what I like to do, I kind of similar to before, where I just scroll through Instagram. Like, I'll mm-hmm. type in the location, like, some something nearby. Like, I'll type in the city name and type in something that I know. I just kind of scroll through and see what people are doing, right? And... For me, it's like, shoot, I can't, I'm not motivated because I don't have some big trip planned. But then I'm seeing people shoot in my neighborhood, like do, getting these crazy shots, doing doing these cool things. It's like, I can literally go do that right now, but I'm choosing not to. that's the Instagram versus reality, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, those travel vloggers that seem yeah. like they're out there all the time. When mm-hmm. reality, they shoot, they might go travel, you know, they might have 10 trips planned throughout a whole year, but that mm-hmm. 10 trips literally fuels their whole, the whole creative year. thing. Exactly. And just kind of seeing other people do what i want to do motivates me right so like i'm seeing them not be lazy i'm seeing them just getting 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 it done and getting good work out there makes me want to go shoot right mm-hmm. because like it's like one of one of our, we always talk about peter mckinnon right but some of his like i think his coolest like clips he's literally in his kitchen shooting coffee you know what i mean like i have okay. a kitchen i have coffee why can't i do that you know so it comes to a point where you're just making excuses to not go shoot, which is like, exactly. I don't have a big trip. I don't have the gear. I don't have this. I don't have that. Right. But like, if you have a phone and you're, you have a, ha- like, like anywhere, like you can, you can make something happen. Right. And that might be even more fun of a project where it's like, I have to force myself to make something cool today. And I think it's actually a good point that you bring up the, the whole phone thing, because if you're creatively stuck and it doesn't like, you don't have a client, anything you're just kind of creating for yourself it might not be the worst thing in the world for you to just take your phone and be like, because you could go through the whole process and be like, I don't care if it, like, if it ends up being bad, I'm just going to toss it, mm-hmm. but I'm still creating. Yeah. If you think of it that way, it's actually a really, really good way to not necessarily trick yourself, but yes, to trick yourself mm-hmm. into creating, even if the end product is trash mm-hmm. and you hate it, you still created something. And w- one other thing I like to do is like, on, let's say it's like a really like shitty weather outside right and like i just like actually no way i can go shoot i'll be like i'm gonna make something that is worth posting with something that is in my hard drive that's what oh well actually i was gonna go the creative yeah. like the product photography route but mm-hmm. talk about uh the hard drive thing because i do that all the time yeah. i try and go back and re-edit stuff yeah. when i'm i haven't gone out and yeah. shot in a while yeah like i'll i'll go back to some of my photos right and then like the more you shoot the more you edit you develop new skills and like I remember I went back to this one photo where I got this shot that I liked, but there was just so many people and things I didn't like in the photo. But like now I'm a, I'm much, much better at removing people, like getting And become second exactly, nature, exactly. removing people. <laughs> so I went back and I was able to make that photo how I wanted it to look in the beginning, right? And that was just from going back to a photo I took like two years ago. And yeah. I, I love that photo now. So it's it's just another creative challenge for yourself where it's like I'm going to use my phone and shoot the city, which I never have done because I was on my camera and get something that's worth posting. I'm going to go to my hard drive and shoot something and find something and edit it in, until it's worth posting. Right. I'm going to take mm-hmm. the time I would have shot and use that on editing where it's like before, like, I don't want to spend four hours editing a f- one photo. Right. But now it's like I can't go shoot for four hours. So instead, I'm going to edit. Right. So exactly. there's always something you can do. And it's just not making the excuse to not go do it is, is kind of the, kind of the point, because no one no one knows where how do i put this like if i went back two years dug that photo up spent four hours editing it posted it whatever no one knows i did that they thought i went out and shot it this weekend yeah right and a lot of the photos i have i don't want to show you the before photo because they were terrible like i'm not i can't oh my god i'm so lucky i see so many tiktoks and 
you know, memes about clients asking for the raws. Nope. And <laughs> Never. I know that if they see what the picture looks like before, they're going to be like, they're going to have a, a greater appreciation, yeah. I think, for your time. I almost want to show him the beforehand, just be like, this is what I did in post. Like, I, I want to yeah. show you, like, not how When it's a big one like that, yeah. I usually like showing, like, all right, I took 10 people out just to get this. Yeah. And I've done that for, I do that for proposals. Yeah. And <laughs> the client never knows. And exactly. I'm just like, no one uh, knows, right? Except yeah. for you, because you're, you're the one that took it. So it's um i think that's where confidence in your work comes in exactly it's the more confidence you have in your work and the more you have a better understanding of your own skill set the more you're able to make a photo look like how you want it to right exactly. and then if you go back and dig you can make photos that you before you weren't able to now you can make it look like how you want it to which is exactly. just another or you learn a new technique exactly. or, you know yeah. I, I think that's that's always cool um one thing i i think a lot of people have really started to do is use inspiration kind of like what we're talking about or use a new year to do something that they've always wanted to do mm -hmm. for me it was starting a business i started i jumped the gun by three months essentially <laughs> yeah of 2021 but i think the quote that i i kept hearing um i i know it's been quoted in a few books but in in different ways it's no one's getting out of here alive, so you might as well do what you're wanting to do, or mm -hmm. you might as well enjoy it in a happy way. Yeah. And then Alan Watts has said it a million times mm -hmm. in different ways. I think the biggest thing to take away from is everyone always says, like, you live live each day like it's your last. Mm -hmm. And I think I've begun to kind of wake up each day and say, like, I'm alive. Yeah. And I think that has helped me get out of bed. Like, I hate getting out of bed. <laughs> I'm now, like love being warm. I used to be cold all the time and just not care. And now you get cozy in bed, don't want to get up at 5:45, 6 mm -hmm. o'clock even. And I just have more I think gratitude uh for having the opportunity. Yeah. I think because I could, you know, go back to my old job. I could get a job that I just don't like just to pay the bills. And that's actually a book that I'm reading now. It talks about the ego versus the self. Mm -hmm. And the ego is going to think more, all right, you need to do this to survive. Whereas the self is more purpose-driven as opposed to, you know, mm -hmm. A, B, C. Like you have to go A to Z yeah. instead of thinking outside of the box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think um, the whole idea of – that's why that's why the New Year's is so great because it's a time to reset, right? And then mm -hmm. you can kind of change your mental and all these things and kind of push yourself forward. But just kind of switching gears and just talking about something else, like – I don't know if you saw it. Have you did you see that new Peter McKinnon video of the like I'm just a YouTuber? Oh yeah. Did you were you able to watch? Yeah, it? Um, I watched. I, I actually found the guy who made the video where he sort like is friends with all those YouTubers yeah. and he asked them, um, "Are you what was it like? Is film filmmaking an art?" Yeah. Like he asked actual people who do commercial production, mm -hmm. and then he asked he asked three people like that who are in film and the film industry. And then he asked three YouTubers, or more YouTubers, but mm -hmm. I know he asked like Casey Neistat and Peter. Yeah. And just a YouTuber, dude, that is like pinnacle. That, yeah. oh my God. That, that video is so, so sick. So talk, talk a little bit about it for those who haven't seen it. Yeah. So basically, a little bit back on Peter McKinnon, like this YouTuber, he vlogs, he creates content, he makes Somehow like documentaries. Somehow makes way, his way into yeah, our podcast exactly. every time. <laughs> literally, literally every single time. But so this whole idea of like, I'm just a YouTuber, like the, the general idea is that you're not a professional, you're just a YouTuber, right? You just create content for yourself. Like this isn't someone who 
does like commercial filming someone who makes movies something like that you know like you're you're it's a different realm like you're not at this level Mm -hmm. so he got asked by hyundai in canada like the car company to shoot like photos videos and this kind of like commercial for one of their new cars i can't remember which car it was but it was like this it's it was was around christmas yeah Yeah. it was all christmas themed so he got asked to do it and he was the person directing it and so he wasn't really behind the camera often he was more just vlogging the whole experience but he was basically the the lead director he was telling people where to go and you can see it in the video if you just google it it's like trending now i'm sure it's still trending yeah but basically at the end of it it ends with him in i think it was toronto or one of the big cities yeah it was in times square yeah uh or it was either in Times Square or the place we went to in Toronto, yeah. which is like their Times Square. I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's um like the big, there was like billboards and signs and like everything on these buildings. And Peter was standing All in the middle of it. All these digital billboards. Yep. And then there was like four or five signs, each with the different pictures and videos and commercials he took for this shoot. All, 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 all around him and he was just kind of standing there taking it all in and it was just super you cool. You could see, see it in his face. Yeah. I think that is the coolest part and I think yeah. that's, you know... You have two things in my mind that you want to do as a creator. You want to see, like, that. that's a pinnacle for you. Yeah, exactly. That is just a goal you set, and you never think you're really going to achieve it, but you set it just to keep mm-hmm. focused on it, and then helping others. Yeah. Like, inspiring others. Exactly. And he, he just started with just a camera, you know what I mean? Like, he's starting where we are right now, and then he's in, obviously, he has like his own recipe for success and got to where he is, but just kind of seeing that, and seeing someone that I followed in his, his journey this whole time, making it, I guess, big is what people what he what he called it and what people call it, right? Like finally shooting something that to that to that magnitude, it was something for me as like a huge motivator, right? Mm-hmm. Something that we're just like, this is like something that's achievable for someone that's quote unquote just a YouTuber, right? And that and if you haven't seen it, you have to go watch the film. It's like super um, motivational and just really cool seeing also the behind the scenes because he was he, he you, you get a lot of behind the scenes footage of how he's directing people and how he's um like posing people and doing the shoot which kind of helps me because when i do that i, I swear i suck at that but i'm yeah. told i'm fine at it but like in my head i'm like i don't know what i'm doing like, how it's do- it's definitely different and that's a big it actually goes all the way back to a new year's resolution for me or really just a goal is to learn more mm-hmm. because i feel like I've not progressed necessarily as much as I should have in terms of videography, photography. I've learned a lot, but I haven't, I can look back at my videos and say, yeah, they're better, Mm. but I haven't learned techniques. I Mm. haven't learned the base foundation for a lot of things. So I think something I want to do for 2021 is actually create a foundation, build Mm -hmm. that, learn more and learn more the technical side of things because I have the creativity down i know what my capabilities currently are Mm -hmm. and i think learning just new and new things new techniques and overall just i I guess the whole process is ultimately going to help me that much. well things always go one of two ways right like you you have the idea but don't have the means or you have the means but don't have the idea right it always goes one or the other and i think you're kind of touching on like you have the the idea but you're trying to learn the means right and then a lot of people like we said, when you're in a rut, like you have the means, you just don't have the idea. So we kind of wanted to touch on both both halves and be like, when you're missing one side or the other, like how do you kind of get out of that and are able to still create as much as you can? Yeah, so. even if it's bringing in 50% of the other half. Yeah. So, no, and that, I, I think that's, you know, what we, we want to do is, and if we can even just inspire one person to start a podcast, one person to start a YouTube, one, like start posting more, create, mm-hmm. like become who they want to be. 
our job is done. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing for me and seeing my dad as a coach and like having his hall of fame induction and everything mm-hmm. and all the swimmers come back and it's like, your dad changed my life. I knew that that's, that's my goal. Like yeah. I, you, if you can just change one person's life for the better, you've really done your job as, as another human. Yeah. And I think that's why we wanted to make this specific episode just because we're like, like I said before, we're not talking from a place of like, we know what we're doing, right? We're like, talking right next to you. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we, we're, we don't know what we're doing, but this is what, uh, are like the proven things, proven like techniques to succeed. And we hope that as we're working on it too, you're going to be working with us and we can make it through this new year together, get all our goals done. And it's just when we're talking, it's easy to make it seem like we, we got all our shit together, but we really don't, you know, like no one really does. Even, <laughs> even these people Not that are, are, are done really well, like they, they don't have it together, but just kind of keeping each other accountable. And then for us, it's kind of verbalizing our goals is going to be another reason why we keep it accountable. Like now I feel like I have to keep exactly. all my goals because I've said it. <laughs> like it's going to be in the mind. internet. Exactly. Spotify. Yeah. Spotify's going to come knocking down the door. Exactly. Don't, don't put up more podcasts. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us for today's episode of the No Names Podcast. If you learned something, if you love this episode, feel free to give us a shout on socials. Reach out to us with any feedback or love you may have. We would love to talk with you guys and love to learn more about your story and how we could help you. So until next time, we are Wang and Ways, and we'll see you then.